Welcome to ReCW, your weekly look into the world of extreme from episode one all the way to 401 and a whole bunch of specials. But this week we are back to hardcore TV, sort of, because it's a lot of recaps. And also we're going to be looking at WCW Nitro and Griff's favourite public enemies debut. Speaking of Griff... My name's Paul, and I'm joined by Griff and Jay, as always. Yes, Hi. you are. There they are. And guess who's who? If you don't know, listen to last week's. Or the week before. Yeah, there is old Happy Feet. How are you doing, Griff? <laughs> I'm good, I'm good. You? I'm wonderful, thank you. You are up to anything exciting this week? Not really, just enjoying life. This is good. This helps the people get to know you. It really does. <laughs> I don't know. If I, t- I could say I was enjoying the rugby, but I put a timestamp on when we're doing this. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think the the point where it goes live probably gives it a timestamp as to when we're going when we're doing this. Yeah, so you enjoyed the rugby? Throw it out there, mate. England beat New Zealand. Um, Going to get fined for standing too close to the hacker. See, like, you hey ho, hey ho. See, it's um, the power. See, it's, it's sports arena. We're predominantly we're ECW. Final. We can talk sports. And we're in the final. We're in the final. Against South Africa. Unless you are listening to it, and we were in the final. That's, that's yeah, the bit so you were we talking We were in about. the final. And then you kind of like, I don't know why he's excited about it, because you got thumped. 47 so, Yeah. Because <laughs> there were too many pass forwards. Yeah. <laughs> Leave the memories alone. If anyone knows the whole rules to rugby, please let us know. Well, let Griff know. Let me know. I still yeah. don't get the point point of scrums. Um, you yeah. be There's loads. Scrum. Got 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 loads of issues. But oh, hey, Saturdays hey. did that song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And one of the Saturdays went off and married a rugby player, so... Oh. Oh, someone knows this stuff. Yeah. Me and my Griff, we got issues. <laughs> um, yeah, we're in January 1996. We're in 1996 still, everybody. That's cool. <clears throat> Looking at episodes 142, 143, and 144. I think that's correct. That I think correct. it is. Oh, perfect. Which means um, we're we're building towards... March 1996. We're building towards the... The Mount Rushmore. The pay-per-view we've just done. Oh, yeah. The Mount Rushmore (laughs) is just six of their episodes away. That could be anything. It could be six of ours, three of ours, and I'm really nice. Yeah. Yeah, this is... Yeah. Well, that's that's my point. When you bring it, it's hard. How, How can I... No, we are building towards the Mount Rushmore. Yeah, it's just we don't know whether that's, as you said, like next week or yeah. Basically, for people fifteen weeks heard of Mount Rushmore every twenty-five episodes. That's correct. We do a Mount Rushmore of who we have liked from those twenty-five episodes. Who stands out? Who we think is no. I I feel the need bearing in mind some of the names that have been on my previous Mount Rushmores. It's not about liking them. It's about people who we think are integral to the show. So well, you play by your own rules. Exactly. But I'm glad you've like. I am that let, kind let, of maverick. Let, let, you are. You are. But this is the thing. So for my last few, and uh, maybe go. not this one. Maybe. Maybe Here it will. Maybe it's not. 
um, Public Enemy have featured on my Mount Rushmore because they have been critical to the show. However, fucking hate Public Enemy. Well, that could change. In WCW. Let's find out. That hurts so much. I thought this was going to be a spin-off and we just follow their careers. And that's the only reason why I'm doing... ECW all this time. Uh, do you know what? That could work. Mate, that could be a different podcast. We have followed their careers. There is nothing after this. Oh, pure savagery. Yes. Yeah, so we'll be looking at the... Because they're violent uh... by decision. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to that. We'll I get, get to that. that. I get that joke. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we'll be looking at the January 15th, uh, 1996 at Nitro, which you can probably guess features the debut of the public enemy. Anne-Marie. But let's do some ECW first. Let's go back to the 9th of January, 1996. I mean, realistically, I can run through these matches pretty sharpish. <laughs> I think so. But obviously, we'll cut, we'll cut to the promos. But um, there's, I think there's only two promos, really, to talk about. Yeah. Um, yeah. It shows highlights, obviously, from House Party. you got Taz defeating... Um, like a gal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the old bruiser, Mastino, defeats El Puerto Rico. Yep. Big clear. 911 makes the save. Yeah. And Raven defeats Tommy Dreamer. Yep. After yep. The, 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 the Dudleys and Stevie and Dreamer. Yeah, who's who's rustling? I'm pointing at you, Griff. I'm not rustling. You're not leaning back. And your microphone's not rusting no. against your chest. No. Hmm. Oh, Jay's guilty. He sheepishly changed his position. I have He's nothing not to say about it. wrestling or not. <laughs> well, well, well. You're not the boss of me. About I mean, being... you technically are. But that's not the... I don't recognise your authority. I'm technically not. I just, sort of <laughs> just press record on my phone. I'm not really... <laughs> That's what it takes to be an authority figure nowadays. And we got this. Um, yeah, so that was that episode. There's no promos on it, really, was there? So there's no, two. Oh, so there's two yeah. very quickly. So the, the public enemy. Um, so there's a promo from the gangsters saying that they're back and that they're going to be even more violent than they were previously, which is lovely. By decision. Um, uh, yep, they have. <laughs> they have decided that they are going to be even more uh, violent. And then okay. you've got the, the pop fiction bit at the end. Um, JT's Italian. JT Smith's Italian now, so that's a big thing. Um, uh, Taz begs 911 to choke slam him. Um, and we'll see how that goes through. And uh, Stevie and... Uh, oh, um, Stevie and, and the Meanie are talking. Um, and someone comes in to correct their grammar. Oh, I was going to say, I was, I was hoping there'd be more of an explanation for that promo then. You got Stephen and yeah, Bloomie talking. I, I thought I'd written, so I was, I was reading my writing and I thought I'd written Francine comes into correct grammar. And I was trying to work out why Francine would come into correct the grammar. But it's the franchise well, comes the in dean, to correct the grammar. He's the Dean. Ooh. So yeah, that'll happen. That was exciting. The Beat Hardcore TV episode 143, January the 16th, 1996, the day after Nitro. Um, And yeah, 
Again, more matches from House Party. 9 1 1 and Rey Mysterio versus the Eliminators. Yep. Uh, Bubba Ray Dudley versus Jimmy Del Rey, which was the return of Shane Douglas, even though he returned last yep. week, but this was his return. And the return of Mr. Hughes. And Mr. Hughes is back. The Rock back. Neck. Oh. <laughs> Beat Undertaker for the urn once, don't you know? <sighs> and um, yeah, Two Cold Scorpio defeated Mikey to win that TV title for the 377th time. That's a plucky little underdog. Time, Scorpio. Yes, yeah, that's the rundown of the matches. Any notable promos from this show? Yes. Only the one at the end with Tommy Dreamo going into Buna's bedroom? Yeah, so um, all of these matches, Again. if you want to know more detail, then uh, listen to our recent uh, ECW House Party 96 Goodbye to the Public Enemy episode in the archives, uh, wherever you found this podcast. Um but uh, this ends with um, the promo where Steve, Stevie Richards, introduces himself as Studley Steve um, because Studley Stevie is now going to look after Raven's girl because Raven is too drunk to look after because he's been like on a bender for four weeks. Um, and uh, Studley Steve feels that he is... Uh, Beulah's genie in the bottle and she's just got to rub him the right way and Beulah doesn't want to be touched because she's pregnant and it turns <laughs> out it turns out that it's Tommy Dreamers so yeah. after Tommy running in and the, the the romance and the reuniting and the the uh, adoration and the, the real feel good moment of her, him making the save and them embracing um which was encapsulated last week by um, Griff's dramatic reading of With Arms Wide Open. Um, I remember. We have a promo of Tommy Dreamer walking the halls of whatever travel lodge they were in, explaining... I think it was that, a holiday, yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll bow to your knowledge. Um, explaining that he could learn to love Beulah, and you know, could be there for their kids, um, but basically, he's, he's, he's taken Raven's girl. Yeah. Um, and he walks she into Beulah's yeah, he walks into Beulah's room. Beulah wakes up, goes, Tommy, um, and uh, declares that she wants to feel his pain. At which point, Tommy points for us to leave. And my Griff. wife has never asked to feel my pain. I don't understand what's so special about Dreamer. It's just amazing, isn't it? Just so now we know that Tommy's pain fills Beulah's box. Dreamy Dreamer. <laughs> Can we make a Dreamy Dreamer shirt? Dream Dreamy. Yeah. Dreamy. Oh, um, and that takes us to Hardcore TV episode 144, which just so happened to be on January 23rd, 1996. Oh, and why is that night. significant? Why? Because that was a debut. No, it wasn't. That was when Hardcore episode 144 was on. Um, oh, yeah. So we get, the, we get the debut review of Rob Van Dam as he fights Axel Rotten. Again, as Jay said, listen to our full review from the House Party podcast. Taz, in the archives. Taz versus Hack Myers in brand new action. No. no. No, that was the match, wasn't it, with the yeah. shuffle? 
Oh, of course. Yep, no, we've, we've covered that one as well. I knew we did. Oh, that's one where Hackmire's got too much in, wasn't it? But less yep. than Sabu. So I still preferred the Taz Hackmire's match to the Sabu Hackmire's match. I got confused because the other Taz match, that was from the old, old show, wasn't it? Mm. Jesus. What's going on with this stuff? Uh, Sabu defeats Stevie Richards again. And Sandman defeated Conan in what started off as a boring match, but ended up in a crazy good match, which we run down as well. Run down all of these. Um, yeah, any significant promos from this show? Yeah, quite a lengthy um, Pulp Fiction one at the end. Run it down, Griffy Cakes. Oh, so off the top of my head, you've got, um, you've got, the, you've got the pit bulls. <laughs> so from my notes, we'll start with Tommy Dreamer, because oh, uh, yeah. that's where it started. And Tommy um, suggests that actually the ideal godfather for his baby would be Raven. Um, but that can't happen. Um, yes. uh, can and happen. Bueller uh, says that um, it turns out that Tommy also <clears throat> has a higher purpose and his higher purpose is bigger than Raven's. So I don't know what she means by that. It's not the purpose. Um, what you do with it? Then you got Raven saying, "You can't beat me in the ring, Tommy Dream, but you beat me in life." Yep, yep. So, I mean, that kind of deep makes everything else seem fairly pointless because you know he's he's just tapped out on life. So, uh... oh, but that was very much like the whole sort of. I was going to say, but he wasn't really like. Emo, is it? It just still had that sort of. I mean, he's he's sitting there as if you know life hasn't been the same since Insync broke up. He's he's yeah, very uh, mopey uh, even uh, by uh, his standards. Emphasis uh, 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 Insync massive, but let's face it, people only know one song. Mate, know there's girlfriend. Couple. There's bye bye yeah. bye. What about there's, that one? Gone. It's got to be me. You're just digging yourself in your own hole. What about that one? Gone. It was a black and white video that he wrote about yep. um, Britney Spears going to get a haircut. Oh, I'm more, I'm more like a Backstreet Boys kind of guy. Mate, I can do both. Don't have to tell us. I'll do both. Do you consider the yourself incomplete? You me. <laughs> That's a beautiful song. It's a fucking amazing song. You ever be drunk and start singing incomplete? Like, oh, oh no. Um, no, if yeah. I had been drunk, I walked into a, a McDonald's and explained I want it that way. Oh, oh Jesus. Doesn't work. Doesn't work. The, anyway, then we've got the pit bulls. Um, pretty much saying yeah. that it's like attacking our mum. So we're going to attack your mum. Yeah. So this was a little bit later. So there was a couple before then, but we'll look back to those. So yeah. So when you oh. attacked Francine, it was like you were beating up our mother. So we're going to turn around, turn up at your house and beat up your mum. Uh, which Francine's there going, yeah, because apparently she wants to be their mum now. She's been friend-zoned, didn't she? Dressed in leather. Um, Francine's been friend-zoned. She ain't. So Saturn's got the, the perfect answer to this. Which I love the is, This is brilliant. <laughs> uh, if you want to go have a go at our mum, you can, um, but you're going to pay 25 bucks like everyone else. <laughs> and then and then the other one, I can't remember his name. Then Cronus was like, huh, maybe make him pay 50 <laughs> And then he's like, no, I'm being serious. And I'm like, okay, take, take cheaper money for the mum. All right. So, yeah, I don't... I don't yeah, okay. Um, in between <laughs> that, we had... Um, 
Stevie uh, complaining about how Raven in the Moody is means that they have to tidy up the hotel rooms that Raven uh, smashes. And as he sits on a couch and complains about this, uh, Blue Meanie is feeding him fries that he's finding on the floor. Um, this is kind of weird, noticing. seductively, like rubbing Stevie's belly like while he's feeding him. That's a great yeah. quite uncomfortable. Nine one one tells Taz that he won't be around much longer. Uh, little did we know this that... wasn't in my promo. This wasn't in my promo. Nine one one. Nine one one is not in this promo. I've got a different promo. Okay, well you can go back and watch. That's cool. Um, and then we had the uh, the eliminators. What special uh, edition scene. have you been watching? Uh, I think his version's the fast forward version. Um, and then we had uh, Tommy Dreamer explaining and setting up um, the fact that Cactus Jack has been kissing ass in Titan Towers. Um, and his, his future may uh, be up north. Um, and he's trying to get Mikey Whipwreck hired. Um, but Mikey needs to make a decision as to whether he stands with Cactus or whether he stays hardcore and stays with uh, Tommy Dreamer and he needs to be the stand-up man and and uh, and, and go through and um, he's given uh, Mikey this choice because if he chooses to come against Tommy then um, you know he's gonna he's gonna kill him like he has everyone else oh. and if he chooses to be his friend then you know, if if you want to be my lover, then you've got to get with my friends. Is kind of where he's going with it. Bore um, off Tommy, he's, ain't being anyone. Well, he's he's he, he's sitting Damn there and he's cutting this promo. You raven, kick the shit out of you. Who is he beating? And do you know the guy who I don't remember beating the shit out of him, but apparently it's a big thing that we've missed because now they're they're partners. JT Smith, the franchise. Oh, the franchise uh, feels um, that kicked him in the balls that time in the tag match that's true and cost him the title mm. when they when he was subbing for the guy that turned up and then didn't turn up yeah hit him with the chain didn't he and they're like oh, the yeah. chain's got the history the chain will come back again they expect people to remember i remember so um the franchise has said that if you you know he doesn't care about mikey whitbreck but he's got a score to settle with cactus jack so if he will have him as a partner then they will do this and the score will be settled and the deal is for his help that whoever gets a singles title first, the first challenge, the first title defense goes to the partners. So that's the deal they have shuck on. Um, and Tommy says, um, as they say, keep your friends close. And the Dean the franchise closer. Oh. And the Dean kind of um, checks in by getting far too uncomfortably close to Tommy Dreamer's face <laughs> to say, and your enemies closer. And then as they do, like the bro, bro handshake thing. Um, it's like a mega powers handshake. Uh, oh, not quite. Oh, um, that's cool. But uh, nice segue to what we're about to see. But um, yeah, it was, it was like, it was like the mega powers without any drama. Which is probably a good segue to Nitro. Down, 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 down. It's the Nitro music. 
All right, 15th of January, 1996. That just so happened to be the day the public enemy arrived because they weren't stuck in snow. Apparently uh, so. The show kicks off with Lex Luger versus the Macho Man Randy Savage. Um, okay, match. Lex Luger is um, awfully intense. Can I just say this? This card is ridiculously stacked for a random 53-minute episode so of Nitro. I... We'll, we'll loop back to this, but yes, when I saw the rundown of what we had in this, then I thought this was, you know, absolutely just a, a ram-packed card of WCW legends. Um, you know, and, and I, I, I do feel that given the opportunity to run the world for a day, I'd 100% book this card as a WCW card. Um so we start with Luger and Macho, and the story of this is that uh, Luger has beaten Macho Man three times and has the Macho Man's number. So can he uh, overcome the odds and, and get back into winning ways? Spoilers, no. Well, I want to know, how was Lex Luger's elbow isn't, like, shielded? From company, isn't it? Oh, are they, are they, they had the plate removed. They, they, Oh, is it, that was his obvious stipulation. The plate gets removed. That's clever. It is now. That's the only issue I had, really. Yeah. He's a Luger one. He's, he's 4 and 0 against the Macho Man. And this is the bit we've all been waiting for. The public enemy have arrived on Nitro. I think they came out to their ECW music. Not like their real life, but the, but the network. The Horseman and, and Dungeon of Doom were next, weren't they? Oh, is that a, yeah. oh my God, that's pointless, that whole thing. So that was only good for one little bit. So the two things that I've got noted on this. So firstly, it's incredible to watch the horseman come out. And this is the horseman of um, Rick on Chris Benoit and um, Brian, uh, Brian Pillman, who we may see turning up shortly. Um, Dungeon of Doom is just the most random selection of people. So you have uh, Kevin Sullivan, who is dressed head to toe in Hulkamania colours, which confused the life out of me. Uh, the giant in his absolute prime, looking just big, chiselled uh, and jacked. Son. Uh, yeah, um, who's been brought back after the um, after dying after the 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 being thrown off the building on the um, uh, monster oh, truck fight. It, it was back the same night. Yeah, I know, but they referenced in this about him coming back from the dead after that. Okay. Um, uh, Meng, who wasn't out there, Zodiac, who was, and the US champion, One Man Gang. Uh, I thought Benoit looked like he was part of Right to Censor. I thought you were going to say Right said Fred. Warning. No. Warning. Warning. And, um, yeah, so they're, they're talking business and respect and how, you know, th- there's just mutually assured destruction if they go against each other, so that's not what they want to do. And... So it's supposed to be a tag team match, isn't it? But obviously they're refusing to fight each other. Yeah. Because no uh, one wins. On respects um, Kevin Sullivan. And Kevin Sullivan respects Arn, and they all respect Rick because he's the champion, and everyone respects everyone. Um, and then Pillman gets overexcited and um, Kevin Sullivan says that he doesn't respect Pillman 
because Coleman doesn't respect anything. And Coleman jumps around and Arn Anderson slaps him. Spinebuster. Dissension in the horseman. And the public enemy here. Yeah, probably came out. Griff, run through this. There you boys. You deserve this. Yeah, they came out. Um, I felt like they tried to get the crowd in the whole little wavy thing and about eight people joined in. Um, I, I'm guessing they tried to help out by having their individual names put on the back. Um, the commentators couldn't even read the shirts properly because it's supposed to say violent by design, but he said violent by decision and didn't even correct himself. Um, in being Eric Bischoff in here, who we know is such a great announcer because Steve Austin told us a few weeks ago. Yeah, um, and obviously they're facing the Americans, American, the American males. males, American males, Buffalo and Scotty Riggs, the other guy, Scotty Riggs. Scotty Riggs, Marcus Bagwell, and Scotty Riggs, who eventually who? turns up in this study. Yes, and and um, ends a very very long championship streak. See, I thought the commentator said this was their debut as well, but even though they're former. WCW Tag Team Champions. So I got really confused. It was their debut. Is it their Nitro debut? Can't be. Can't be. Can't be. The commentators but definitely said also their making debut. their debut. Yeah. And then they were like, they're former Tag Team Champions. I'm like, okay, well, which one is it? Um, but anyway, I'm glad I wasn't the only one to hear it. Yeah. Um, Awful music, right? Yeah. Totally. American yeah. males. American males. American males. American males. Uh, pretty standard match. Um, obviously, public enemy not doing anything hardcore during the match. It was they kind of took a bit of offense. So I was a bit disappointed with the win. It was just a kind of roll up of shorts. Um, got the win. I was like, oh, they're not going to do a flip. And then the carnage happened after the match, which it kind of was a little bit better. But I thought if the crowd didn't know what the public enemy was, should have been in the match. But I guess they can't do the blood or anything like that. But they got out two tables and, yeah, looked absolutely vicious as he did like a front roll onto um, Baff- it was Buffalo. Yeah, it was Marcus Buffalo, yeah, it's the outside. Oh, yeah, and the table oh. just, who would have thought they, they really did tables before the Dudleys? Yeah, so they stacked it with two tables outside, put Marcus Bagwell on it and basically did almost like the sort of the... Yeah, and um, and all um, what's his name kept on shouting is where the big boys play, <laughs> where the big boys play, we're here, where the big boys play. I'm like, okay, we get it, we get it. I um, I was surprised that they won because they they were on the back for most of the match. They took most of the offense, um, uh, so it felt like a, a an against the run of form win. Um, but then they got the heat back afterwards, beating up, clearing out. And uh, as you said, you know, stacked up the two tables, really big spots, which um, didn't really seem to, to get much reaction from anyone. And then they just moved up. Yeah, it was that. Yeah, no, I thought it would have been better if they'd... Um, the old American males was getting the better of them, <laughs> the champs, and they, they hit them with that and got disqualified, and that was the end of the match. Death would have been better. And it sort of almost showed like, oh, you can't do those sort of things here, kind of. Or a stretcher spot, or at least being helped to the back spot, or yeah. something that 
that sold the fact that he's just been put through two tables. Well, because it's like violent um, by design. On the outside. And all this, and they're just wrestling a normal match. There's no anything. But, um, yeah, we then had Ric Flair versus Sting for WCW World Heavyweight Championship match. On the line. In the history of Nitro, do you think these two had more one-on-one matches than any other pairing? I would have thought so, but I'm guessing you've looked this up. No, not at all. Just a general question. So the only one that jumps out at me would be Booker T, Chris Benoit, just because of their Best of Seven series. Yeah, I understand that. That makes sense. Um, Although saying that, I can't remember if all Best of Seven were on Nitro. It could be that three were. Well, obviously, you've got this here. You've got the first Nitro with Sting versus Flair, wasn't it? Yeah. Because when Luga came out. Last night show was Sting versus Flair, and there must have been a bunch in between. It must have been up yeah, there. Yeah, I mean, I did. So I, I don't know though because this is, uh, and it was really interesting flicking back through the network. So it starts you off at like the December nineteen ninety six, and you flick all the way back to the January ones. So you watch the regression of the. NWO and Crow Sting and the Third Man and the Outsiders. So it's very weird flicking backwards and watching it kind of go into the super neon, super uh, cheesy um, WCW that we're getting back into, which is one of the reasons I think Public Enemy feels so out of place in this particular Nitro. Hmm. Um, so thinking about the fact that it's not long before we've got fake sting, uh, traitor sting, uh, crow sting, rafters sting, then he'd be against NWO sting. Uh, there must be a big chunk of time where actually sting and flair don't touch. And that's hmm. before you get points where flares in and out of the com- company. Hmm. So, yeah, I, I think it could be, but I think the majority of their matches would be, from the beginning of Nitro to kind of mid-1996, rather than mid-96 onwards. I'm going to find out. Um, yes, yeah, so Flair ended up winning. I thought they were going to ruin it. Like, I thought they were going to do like, WWE and ruin it halfway through. So the Clash of Champions um, advert, which I, I like the fact that they included, but it didn't say who was fighting for the title. But I thought that could have been a little bit of a spoiler there. But yeah. Didn't happen. And as you said, Flair won. And then very quickly, Hulk Hogan beat um, Main. Yeah, that was nothing. Yeah, so the story of the Ritzting and Flair match is that um, Luger tried to get involved with Jimmy Hart. He managed to get hold of the megaphone, accidentally hit Sting, or was it an accident? And that's what's knocked Sting out. So Sting got covered by Flair, and uh, Sting's sticking up for his best mate, but his best mate keeps losing these matches. And Hogan and Macho both run out to confront him about this and talk to him about this. Uh, That then moves into Hogan wanting to know what's up with Macho Man because, you know, Luger's living in your head and you've lost four in a row and I've got to know what's going on. So they tease dissension as if the mega powers are going to explode. Um, And then uh, Hulk goes into his uh, match with Ming, which is straight out of the early 90s of Hogan getting beaten up, hulking up, big boot, leg drop, done. 
Um, and uh, then Macho runs in to make the save and they're on the same team. It was very cartoony, very shouty, very neon. Perfect. Just didn't do much for me. It, uh, and I think that was my thing, you know, when we were talking about, you know, looking at this card, um, there was nothing on that that, that you know, it felt like a long 53-minute show. Yeah, no, agreed. I, I thought, wow, it's pretty stacked to 53 minutes. It would fly by. And it did to a point. But, yeah, it was, it was all very safe. And I, I think the thing for me is we've done a couple of these now where we've wandered over with people and watched their debut. Um, you know, Eddie and Dean was the last one. Um, and the shows felt big. They felt... You know, big arenas, big uh, stars, big matches, big pyro, big production, big. Um, I didn't get that here in the same sort of way. It didn't feel, I mean, you know, the, obviously the arena's bigger. The crowd wasn't anywhere near as, as boisterous as what we're, we're seeing with ECW. Nowhere near as into it as ECW, even with like Hogan and Macho and Sting and Flair. Um, and it all felt very just yeah i don't know if you guys knew because i thought i'd little flick over do you know what it was going up against monday night raw's kind of what it was competing with um the ringmaster's in-ring debut against matt hardy yep and um <laughs> i suppose i don't know if it was, was it his in-ring debut no oh. i know you've got um isaac yankum facing the undertaker as well and Shawn Michaels announced his return. I thought he was out longer from giving his belt to Shane Douglas. Yeah. No. But, um, um, yeah. No. Last week or whenever it would have been. Um, yeah. Steve Austin arrived on Raw, and this week, matching on the fifteenth, he had his first in-ring match against Matt Hardy. So yeah. there's another ECW jump that we kind of knew was happening, okay. but didn't realise happened at the same time. And can I say, follow WWE Network, guys. The worst thing about doing January is navigating to January on the network. I don't know if you guys have found it annoying, but I find it annoying. And if you go too far, it goes to 95 and you can't go back again. You've got to start 96 all over again and scroll way back. That's my big moan. Yeah. Was I the only one to find that difficult? Yeah, I just looked at my phone. I just watched it all on there. Pretty straightforward. Yeah, I could do it fine, but yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, I'm I'm gonna keep in tabs on um, Public Enemy. I'm not gonna well watch Night Show every week, but I will be looking at the results and I'll be reading out who they're against and get an idea of what's going on. If there's any key random matches, I'm much as I hate descent down the card. Yeah, as, as much as I hate them, I'm not against going over and um, keeping an eye on these little bad boys and seeing how they're rocking and rolling. But yeah, I've got it on DVD. I can lend it to you. Yeesh, that's just their ECW run. Yeah, sure there is nothing best of in, in Public Enemy outside of ECW. Well, let's, let's find out. That's what we're going <laughs> to find out. And also, we are going to find out. We had a question given to us this week. If you could make your own match, what would it be? I've taken this two-way, as in dream matches and stipulation matches. And to fit into what we are doing, we're going to take this into 1996 ECW and base it on 
what we've seen in ECW, the roster that we've got, name a dream match and name a stipulation match. Huh. Don't act okay. shocked because I have told you about this. I know. You did. Uh, the only stipulation I kind of thought, only because it's never been done before, and they're kind of taking a leaf out of kind of FIFA 20's book, is kind of like a Survivor Series kind of match, but when you get the pin, one of your own team has to leave. So you go down the numbers, but obviously... The... Oh, why would you want to win? But that's how you win. You no, win. you would want to win. In, But it's kind of like, you know, like a, a tag team did a steel cage match. Once one's leave, you're against the numbers anyway. So it's kind of like that, just in Survivor Series mode. Like, you have to... You, the only way you can kind of get a win for your team, you need four points for the win, because there's four of you, is you pick up the win, you leave... And yeah, that's that was my kind of idea. Oh, I actually quite like that. Only because no one's ever done it before, and and there's, it's very rarely. It's, it's going to come like... a point where it's one on one. Exactly. Exactly. It's going to end one on one. It has to. So it's, it's or an even way. If WWE did it, they'll get it down to four against one with Strowman, and Strowman just pin all four of them and win still. Yeah. So it can be. I think that's pretty interesting. Yeah, that was my little idea. Like You'd that. have to do it on five. You'd have to I do it on five. Idea. Still, be, yeah. potentially with four, you potentially could end up with a draw. No, you can't because it always goes down to one and one. Yeah, but that could be. So I win a full. My team wins a full. Your team wins a full. My team. Right, it's three all. Three two. Why is it three two? As in three wrestlers left against two wrestlers left. No, I don't think you get it. No, I don't think I do. Okay. Basically, so, when, so if I'm going, if I'm losing someone on my team when I get a pin, yeah. are you not losing the person who's eliminated? No, no. So if it's four and four, it ends up four and three, but the winning team is down to three until it becomes the last person where they're now fighting for the pin to win rather than fighting. So it's almost like a four on four cage match, and obviously. All four of you got to leave to win, so yeah, it's kind of like that. Because obviously, if one yeah. leaves out, you're still against the numbers, even exactly. though technically you're ahead. Exactly. There's but just no cage involved. Like if you play WWE 2K, and one that actually works, and you do a cage tag team cage match, your partner gets out first. You think you're winning, but actually, it's now two against one in the ring. Yeah. I like it. I'm, I'm going to stick with that. I think that's a fantastic random match. And I'd like to it. see Tab versus Raven. <laughs> yeah, so I was thinking Taz versus Raven um, just because um, two of my, my favourite wrestlers in ECW at the moment um, mm. in, in 96. If I was going for something with... If I was going for something different, um, franchise versus Raven, the 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 high school jock versus the the Gen X, that could be quite a good story, I think. Yeah. Um, and then if I was going for a match, um, even Raven versus Sabo, Raven versus anyone really. If I was going for a stipulation, I would choose. 
Um, fans bring the weapons match because I don't think we've seen that in ECW. What? Fans confiscate the weapons match. Yeah, a, a straight wrestling match where DQ, like a, a proper Bill Alfonso wrestling match because we've never really not seen those in ECW. I'm just keep my pushing my promotion of reverse wrestling where all the fans sit in a giant ring and the wrestlers fight on the floor on the outside. <laughs> I'm living the dream without never giving up. But, um, yeah, that was that. And that brings us to the end of the show. Different show this week, obviously, because ECW is sort of playing catch up to what we've already seen. That's why we ventured to that Monday night show in a little bit of Raw. But it was fun to see what's going on on the other side. Uh, make sure you like, subscribe, and share as we know you will. Follow us on social media at underscore sports arena on Instagram and Twitter. Rah, rah, rah. Also, head over to zazzle.co.uk or .com. Simply search sports arena and you'll see some ReCW shirts that you can purchase. Show your pride and let people know what you're all about. And they go, what's that T-shirt? And you can go, oh, it's this podcast. Listen to it. You make friends as well. We're violent by decision. <laughs> we are violent by decision. And this is the point where I disappear by decision and leave Jane Griff to do what they do. So I'll see you next week. Uh, yes, and this is the point where I try to um, uh, vamp slightly because it's not sending as I want it to. So uh, I will pretend oh, sorry, to. Sorry, I'll unblock you. <laughs> There you go. Ah, <laughs> Thank you. That might help. Um, but yes, yeah, so uh, it's the point where we get Griff to do a dramatic reading of something inspired by the shows that we've seen. Um, and there's obviously uh, many, many options uh, for this week's. However, a lot of them are options we've already been through because all of the ECW apart from a couple of the promos were rehashes, recaps of um, the excellent uh, pay-per-view that we watched just a few, just last week um, so I decided to go to EC, uh, WCW um, as we'd wandered over to the world of Nitro um, and uh, as I mentioned you had the uh, absolute lack of drama between Macho Man and Hulk Hogan, the mega powers who had formerly exploded, who now were kind of trying to light, light a firework in a very cold and wet evening, um, didn't really kick off, didn't really do anything. And you would think, looking at that, that their uh, historic beef would have been squashed. However, we know, we know that years from here, they would have a feud of epic proportion not just in the wrestling ring, but on the rap bars. So, with um, Griff doing a dramatic reading this week, I thought he, we could hear his best interpretation of Macho Man declaring that Hulk Hogan needs to be a man, Hulk. Hot diggity damn, Hulk. I'm glad you set it off. Set it off. Set it off. Used to be hard, Hulk. Now you're done, turn soft. Oh! Doing telephone commercials, a senior. Dancing in tights as a ballerina. A new or along, 
you had those tendencies because you've been running from macho like I got a disease. Dude, please, your pay-per-view event was a joke. You're avoiding Randy Savage because you know you'll get smoked. Come on, that phony fight. The Rock spanked you fast. But when I challenged Hogan to a real fight, he passed. I called him out, but the punk was scared to go. It was a charity event, but the Hulk didn't show. Hollywood Hulkster, you're at the end of your rope. And I'm going to kick you in the butt and wash your mouth out with soap. Because like Rodney Dangerfield, you get no results. So come on, Hulk. Let's wreck so I can put you in check. I didn't rhyme. Bye. Yeah, man.